This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Welcome to the CSG Podcast. Coming to you live from the CSG Video Studios in Thornton, Colorado. Now here's your host, Jeff Morton. What is up, everybody? This is the King of Thornton himself, Jeff Morton. Thank you for joining me again on this solo CSG podcast. Before I get started, I would like to talk about Jake's Sports and Spirits at 3800 Walnut Street in beautiful Denver, Colorado. Great barbecue, great drink specials, great two-for-one drink specials on Tuesday. Um, they have care, they have uh, bingo, they have trivia night. Um, it's just a great place to go if you want to watch sports. There, they have a myriad of TVs. They got a wonderful back patio area that you can uh, even bring your dog to if you're out and about. Um, it is dog friendly uh, back on the back patio. Um, great food. Um, I keep mentioning the barbecue, but they also have great nachos. They have great sandwiches. The Cuban is amazing. Um, as you can tell, through our three years of being sponsored by Jake's, and um, it's just you, you could tell that I have sampled a lot of their food, and I can really tell you that the barbecue, the Cuban, and most of their sandwiches are uh, absolutely amazing. It's a great place to go, have fun, be with your friends, watch sports, or just chill out. Um, be sure and go to Jake's Sports and Spirits at 3800 Walnut Street. It's in the Rhino District. When you go, ask for Jake Feinstein and tell them that CSG Podcast sent you. All right, uh, once again, this is Jeff Solo. Um, <laughs> I think you all are getting used to the me doing my solo podcast by now. Uh, Nate and Ross are not with me. Um, I wish them both, if we don't do another podcast before then, I wish them both and our audience a Merry Christmas um, and a Happy Holidays. It is uh, that time of year, and it's also that time of year for the Denver Nuggets. Uh, this is becoming sadly consistent lately. Um, watching the kind of this malaise turn into decimation uh, as we watch the Denver Nuggets seasons unfold. And it's been, I'm sure, extremely dismaying for Nuggets fans to watch. It's been uh, hard to watch. And even though there are exciting elements, specifically Jamal Murray, uh, we've seen flashes from Juancho Hernagones lately, and of course, Nikola Jokic, I will get to that later in the podcast. We have seen all this, you know, stuff that is really positive. Still, there's a malaise and really some big issues with this team. Um, I'm going to start with this game last night, and I'm going to be 100% blunt. Michael Malone was outcoached to such a thorough extent that I don't think he knew what to do with himself. And, and when the Nuggets played the Dallas Mavericks who are ostensibly the worst team in the Western Conference. Um, Rick Carlisle is a top three coach in this league. 
Um, there's a reason his teams always compete. On his coaching staff, he has Melvin Hunt, former Nuggets assistant coach from 2010 to 2015. Um, he, the best I can say right now is that it happens. Um, coaches get out coached sometimes. Sometimes you run against run up against a coach who just knows what he's doing. And from the opening tip last night, I, I I hesitate to say that the Nuggets gave a poor effort because it seemed like they had energy. However, schematically and just execution wise, um, the Mavericks, even with their kind of subpar talent, including the lack of of Dirk Nowitzki out executed the Nuggets to a point where I was watching the game with someone. I turned to him and I said, this is a coaching clinic. It was, it was masterful and it really makes you appreciate Rick Carlisle as a coach, not necessarily as a reflection for the most part on Michael Malone. Um, That is the first real game I've seen where he was so, Michael Malone, that is, was so thoroughly outcoached he really didn't know how to counter. Our inclination is to blame effort, and there was some effort issues. Um, There was some of that going on, Um, but it wasn't that that made the Nuggets' effort kind of bad. It was the fact that they were thoroughly out-executed, and they had a wonderful game plan against them, and you got to give it up to the Mavericks. You really have to give it up to the Mavericks. They knew what to do. And sometimes, you know, I think in, I think in basketball we overestimate certain things. And we, we sometimes, to the similar extent, underestimate things. And I think we underestimated the ability of Rick Carlisle to come out and say, this is the Nuggets' tendencies. Um, they knew they had a specific game plan, as you could see, from the opening tip to go low and try to strip Gallo and Yusuf Nurkic. They were effective, and that caused three turnovers. Um, this was a, a, a deliberate – this wasn't a, a something that the, the Mavericks do all the time. This was a deliberate – this is a tendency, and we're going to exploit it. They were stripped low. Um, they posted up Will Barton with uh, Wes Matthews constantly. Um, and took advantage of the fact that uh, the Nuggets didn't have what you would call a playmaker at the five spot, which is the Nuggets' X factor. And like I said, I will get to Nikola Jokic uh, probably the last four minutes of this podcast. Um, they, They did things that you could see they noticed were tendencies of the Nuggets, and they just methodically took them apart. If you watch the game again, I encourage. I know you don't want to. If you watch the game again, I encourage you to notice how they, the Net Mavericks, just from the outset, had a game plan, stuck with it, and were thoroughly effective with it. Um, and that was that's like I said, that happens. Uh, Michael Malone has deficiencies. He is a young coach. Um, I don't. I'm not going to join the chorus of people who are, are on Twitter and in the Nuggets kind of small sphere of fandom, at least hardcore fandom, that is calling for Michael Malone's head. I, I can't do that. Um, I don't think the Nuggets benefit from firing another coach after a year and a half. I think that you have to stick it out. 
Um, you have to stick out through the bad, and right now the Nuggets are going through the bad. Um, and you can change players, and I think inevitably trades are coming um, because it has to. You know, and people bring up the 2012-2013 Nuggets as a team with depth that really worked and well. I, I've, I've always said this, and, I, and if any of you have been following me on Twitter and on, on Denver Stiffs the last three years, I've always said about depth that players like certainty. Players like to know defined roles. And if and most of the players in the league, if they have a defined role, are okay with it as long as they know exactly what they are getting and if they don't feel like they are being jerked around. Teams with the problem the Nuggets had, had since 2013-14, that season with the first season with Brian Shaw, is that the fact that they have had two... They've had too many equal talent players and who have who have you could make a legitimate argument that they deserve minutes. In that kind of kind of way, it it's, it it does a disservice to the coach who's coaching them because the the inclination to mix and match and experiment and go overboard and jerk with people's minutes has been um something that players will react to specifically veteran players will react to and unfortunately for the nuggets yes i think that's been a conscious decision to go a certain direction can have depth but the problem is you have to have a hierarchy of people you and and one of them is is danilo gallinari you know for better or worse gallo obviously you could just tell by the minutes is the one that michael malone trusts to have with all those minutes, okay? He's averaging a career high. Regardless of whether you, what you think of his production this year, um, Gallo is a trust guy, as George Carl used to say. Wilson Chandler is a trust guy. Okay, Wilson Chandler is averaging a lot of minutes too, even though he's coming off the bench. Um, those guys are the two guys that are that team to be the, the most consistency. As I pointed out, the 2012-2013 team, it was kind of an illusion of depth. Um, the Nuggets were deep on paper, but George Carl played tend to play only eight to nine players. And, and that's the truth. Um, and most basketball rotations, you're going to see that. Rarely, if ever, will you see a 10-man rotation work in the NBA. It just doesn't work. Um, it like I said, it, it causes coaches to experiment. It causes the, the 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 inclination to think, okay, well, no, no, this guy's of equal um, value, so I'm going to put him out here at this time, and then you know I'll play him for a 17 minute stretch. You know, it it just doesn't work. It doesn't work, and it gets coaches in trouble, and it gets coaches fired. And I think that's a disservice. Brian Shaw had multiple issues with him. Okay, but Brian Shaw, we're going to, you know, not to rehash old territory, but Brian Shaw was let down largely by the assistants he chose. And as we, this is well-worn territory. Michael Malone is more hands-on, and he is a developing coach. And I think that the Nuggets at this point are not served by letting him. It, it just doesn't, it doesn't make sense in any way. The Nuggets have to alleviate some depth, and I really do believe trades are coming. Now, going back to this depth subject, 
All right. I, I'm going to try to uh, pull a Solomon and have the baby here. Um, and not have as an H-A-V-E. H-A-L-F. Half the baby here. Um, I, I think that Nikola Jokic deserves to be a starter. I think the starter at center. Um, he's demonstrated it. It needs to be that way. It was inevitable that this was coming. He needs to be the starting center. Um, Nikola Jokic's best skill is is his passing. Um, and I think that when we look at this, when we, when we thoroughly sit back and we look at the Nuggets, having a center with that kind of passing ability... It's kind of it's unique. Mark Gasol is a great passer. Mark Gasol doesn't do what Nikola Jokic does with his passes. Doesn't find guys in that way. Um, it is it is a very unique talent that Nikola Jokic has. Just forget the scoring and all the efficiency and all that stuff. I, I just throw that out the window, okay? Because I, I can hear Adam Adam Mares, uh screaming at his. Uh, at his uh, his phone right now, listening to this podcast. But in, in reality, Nikola Jokic's asset is one that is hard to deal with, and it's hard to exploit at the cent- at this position that he's playing. The five spot having a guy who has handles like a point guard is just. I I don't think we've ever seen this with anyone. We've never seen this. Now, the Milwaukee Bucks have tried to do something kind of like this when they um, uh, had a, uh, let me see, they they have Giannis Atentacupo, and they moved him to point guard. And he's six foot ten, and all... Giannis, at least you could look at him and say, okay, Magic Johnson was a six foot nine point guard. That works in that sphere. You know, he has great skill. He's rangy. He can do all that. Nikola Jokic is a completely different can of worms. And I don't blame the Nuggets for not in knowing entirely how to deal with it. Okay. I think they have to figure it out eventually. But. I think part of that process of figuring it out with Nikola Jokic is re- reinserting him into the starting lineup. When you put Jokic in the, in the starting lineup and you have a ball-dominant point guard, you need to adjust and have that point guard not have the ball as much in his hands. Nikola Jokic, if, he's, if the Nuggets are going to ex- exploit his skill, needs to have the ball a ton in his hands. And that is where, right now, the Nuggets are struggling. He does well with certain lineups, does well with, uh, you know, we, we have that Murray, Jamal Murray, um, Emmanuel Moutier. But in that lineup, Emmanuel Moutier is kind of a non-factor. And it's hard to get, if you're running a system that's based on the, on the point guard penetrating and, and causing havoc, if you have a center who is, let's face it, got better ball distribution skills than your, your point guard, it's going to throw your entire offense out of whack. 
And right now, the Nuggets have an issue being as their most skilled player plays a position in the NBA that is no longer valued, that has been largely driven to the point of extinction by rules changes, and who can have the skills of a point guard, which is really unusual, and at the same time needs to have the ball in his hands like he's a point guard, even though he's a five. Put that into a little bit of perspective when you're talking about Nikola Jokic. All right? This isn't this is unusual, and I sympathize with the Nuggets' struggles with figuring it out. However, there are some glimmers of where it can work, and his chemistry with Jamal Murray is really good. And there needs to be more of that. But there again, Nikola Jokic in that sense situation is acting like a point guard. He is the ball distributor. And the Nuggets are at this unique, unique point where they need to figure out how to do this. And I, like I said, I have sympathy. I have sympathy for the Nuggets. A bit, let's forget about the whole starting point, starting center issue, okay? It, it, we all know that eventually Nikola Jokic will be starting, okay? So let's not even whine about that anymore. It's just going to happen, all right? How the Nuggets use him going forward is going to be it's going to be something of a discovery because it's going to, I've complained a lot that the NBA needs a revolution. I think there's a ton of sameness in the NBA. Um, it's point guards who chuck and uh, some penetration. And that's pretty much it. It's like, if you don't shoot 43s a game, a la the, uh, the Houston Rockets, um, you're, tend to be put at a disadvantage because of blah, blah, value, blah, 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 okay? But the Nuggets have something in Nikola Jokic that is potentially revolutionary, and I'm not using hyperbole here. More than one person has said this. Nikola Jokic has a skill set that is so unique that it is hard to give him the adequate role he deserves. The Nuggets will eventually figure it out, but it's going to be a process, people. And the Nuggets process with trying to figure this out is going to start with them starting him. But there again, who do you put around him? How do you make this work? How do you do this and play him, you know, 30 minutes a game? Because, once again, he's 6'11", six, six almost 7 feet tall. He is... Really, the point he excels at is the center spot, but he has skills like a point guard. Absorb that. Think about that for a while. And then think about the Nuggets' challenges of putting a team around that skill set. That's where the Nuggets are right now. Actually, it's when you think about it, it's pretty exciting. And the frustrating aspect of it for most people is the fact that the Nuggets haven't been able to identify it and work around it. And I, I understand that as fans. Just watch those two, um, Jamal Murray, Nikola Jokic. Those, have, those two have great chemistry together, and that's your, your future right there. All right, sprinkle in Wancho, sprinkle in maybe Gary Harris. Um, I do not know about Emmanuel Moutier. He had 
15 points last night and still shot terribly and didn't have a tremendous amount of assists. And I want to compliment him on at least looking a little more active, but the Nuggets' struggles are part of his struggles, and his struggles are part of the Nuggets' struggles. I've gone over that over and over again. I'm not going to do it again today. Um, but in regard, regardless, the Nuggets have two aspects of their, their team that are really exciting. And I can understand the frustration people have with the Nuggets, looking at them, thinking that they could be better. But in reality is the Nuggets are going through a period of discovery here, and it's hard to kind of get around it. And this is why I have sympathy for Michael Malone. And listen, he hasn't been great by any stretch this year. And there have been at, there's been times where I've looked at the screen and thought, or even when I'm at Pepsi Center sitting in the media row, I'm looking down thinking, oh, why did he do that? Oh, why are you doing this? And it's easy for me to do because I'm a media member, okay? I'm not sitting there in the coach's chair. However, all that being said, Michael Malone, I have sympathy for. And the, if he finds out and knows that, fi- unlocks the key with exploiting the best attributes of Nikola Jokic to the point where it unlocks everything else, then the Nuggets will start to take that next step and they will go to that next level. Right now, it's just not going to happen. And the Nuggets were going to have to go through a period where they lose more games before they really figure it out. And it's a process of discovery, and I know people hate hearing this, but it's just it's inevitable and it's happening. Once the Nuggets find, unlock that key, it's going to happen. And things are going to start turning, and then you're going to understand why. I'm not going to be one of those people who said, I told you so, this is why Nikola Jokic should have been starting. Listen, I didn't even realize this until pretty much this week. I am not a Nikola Jokic fanboy. Um, I really, really enjoy Nikola Jokic, but I, I, I am realistic when it comes to people who are 20 years old. And I think that there is just a, a level of understanding and getting to know and all this stuff that comes with someone who was a point guard when he was younger and now is just is is got a skill set that the NBA just doesn't see. There's there's a level of frustration that comes with that. There's also a level of how do you as a coaching staff exploit this? And the Nuggets journey to exploit that skill set starts now. For all intents and purposes, he had 27 points last night, largely in garbage time, but he had 17, 27 points last night. And it was, it was great to see. He had great chemistry with Jamal Murray again. Jamal Murray did, had another good night. So let's watch that more, and I think that's what Nuggets fans want to see. But it's going to be a process, and it's going to be frustrating. As long as you can deal with the frustration, you will be okay. All right. All right. That's it for this week. Well, you never know. I may throw up another surprise podcast this week if some major news happens. You know, but if I don't, uh, and if I don't get back before Christmas, Merry Christmas, everyone, and uh, happy holidays, and I will be seeing you later.
This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.